Kura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Welcome back to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is the stories of people who make Wellington tick. And today we have got Grow Space Wellington here. We've got uh, Josie and Catherine here. Actually, Josie, is your name Sligo Green? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's cool. Great. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Catherine Sylvester. So Grow Space is, as we said earlier in the show, um, interested in using up all those empty spaces and backyards that we have around Wellington and getting people growing food. Yeah, that's it. That's kind of the, at the core of it, really. Um, yeah, we started off probably all on our own little journeys there for a while and got together um, by some sort of fortunate consequences or co- coincidences through, how was that, through Hopper and a few different things. Yeah, but um, I've got a background of gardening and helping people design their gardens and private spaces and I really just felt like it was time to do more of that around food. And, um, yeah. How about you, Catherine? How did you come to this? Well, about this time last year, I went to an amazing event called Climathon, which happens every year in Wellington and all around the world. So it's a one-day event to create and test local solutions for climate change. So I went to that. It was awesome. I met Caroline, who's not in the studio with us, and we both worked on a little idea around sustainable food. Um, so we sort of carry that little idea forward. And then, as Josie said, er, so earlier this year we, we met up with Josie and then we were a team of three and then all of a sudden we were humming because I, you know, I'm really interested in growing food. I've got a background in nutrition, um, but I'm not the professional gardener that Josie is. And then all of a sudden we had a, we had a, we had a gardener on our team and we were off and away. Yeah, so we clicked, didn't I? Did you have your eyes open? You were looking for a gardener just... We were. Yeah. We were. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were swimming in the right circles yeah. <laughs> in Wellington, which is pretty easy, given how small it is. <laughs> Do you think Wellington is kind of a gardening-type city? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think um, it's definitely got its challenges, but there are so many um, green-minded um, and sustainably-focused um, individuals and families especially here that I think are really passionate about their um, environment and their community, their health. Um, And, yeah, that's really... um, I feel like we've just tapped into that space a bit. At the right time, we've gotten some good response from people. Um, Maybe we could get into a bit about the why we're doing it. and That was my next question. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've, I mean, this personally for me, I think we've all got our own reasons we came to it with, but for me the why is that I think there's a real disconnect um, in the way we're all living to nature, and I think people are really seeking that. And I really think a great way to connect with nature, its systems, its relationships, um, its enveloping um, quality is through growing food for yourselves because you get rewards from it, um, it's really exciting and then you start to learn all these amazing little intricate things and relationships, you see them happening before your eyes and it's just, it brings you joy and satisfaction and so we really want to do that through inspiring people to grow food and 
giving them the tools and um, experiences and creating connections for them, helping to facilitate those connections. Yeah. So uh, how do you do that? So we're doing that through hands-on workshops. Um, so where we've done a few uh, no-dig garden workshops. Um, we've done one on, um, we're collaborating with KaiCycle and a few other um, groups like Sustainability Trust. And we've got a demonstration garden up and running there now, with, which is with like a compact raised bed with full of all sorts of things you could grow in Wellington well and in small spaces, which I think is kind of, can be a restraint for a lot of people. Also steep slope. Well, yeah, all sorts of things. Yeah. And wind, wind's a big yeah. one. So like looking at how you can best support your soil, how you can best support the plants with companion planting, really looking at individual spaces as um, an opportunity to design, design for those um, circumstances. And it's really neat to see the, the techniques that are, you know, may not be the techniques that we all sort of grew up with in terms of digging into the soil. You know, the no-dig workshop was about, you know, layering on the soil. So you get to see, um, you know, a layer of um, cardboard and then compost. Yeah, straight then, on top of your grass. And then yeah. seaweed, you know, all collected locally. And for the demonstration garden, there's a layer of, you know, um, twigs and bits of logs that were actually collected from my garden. So it's so satisfying just sort of layering it all up, using what you've got, and knowing that that's going to create an environment for the plants and the food. So, again, yeah. it's part of this sort of whole sort of circular economy um, idea that, you know, you're, you're working with what you've got locally and making the most of that and thinking about... Um, waste and turning that back into the system. Yeah, exactly. And then is it just letting the plants do the work? If you're not um, digging? There's a, lot, there's a lot of, I think, connecting with it, you know, actually taking the time. I th there's a real big focus, and I think this comes under the disconnect as well, on um, low maintenance. And that's sort of a concept that kind of grinds my gears. <laughs> because if it's low maintenance, you're not taking part you're not observing, you're not really learning. And I, for me, gardening has always been about spending time, um, the inquiry, this looking under the leaves, see what's happening there. The, oh, there's some, you know, there's some aphids or something. Or, and then how you deal with those, um, how you strengthen that plant community by planting other plants closely, ones that have um, take up different root zones in the soil and... Um, also ones that benefit the other fruiting plants. So there's, there's just these amazing relationships that you can learn about. And, yeah, I think you really need to spend time in your garden and, and recognise that it's a beautiful thing to do and spend time doing and it will bring you joy. So what are your parameters for success? It's sounding like it's not just about now lots of people have plants and are producing food. It sounds like it might be more to it than that. I guess the impact we're trying to measure is that people feel more confident growing food um, and that we can see more food gardens cropping up around Wellington. Um, that was sort of the drive really with the no-dig workshop planting out. We did it in somebody's front yard, um, we laid it all up, we built it there on the site and there's now a flourishing garden there and just seeing how we can use that as a template spread it out mm -hmm. and get as ma many of those kind of gardens happening. 
really just building confidence. Mm-hmm. We, we started to measure how many square metres of garden that we've helped create or, yeah. or had an influence on. And it's quite a small number so far because we've only been running a few months. But yeah. that's quite fun and it's quite neat to have this sort of one indicator that that's, that's quite a marker for us to, to think about. So I think we're, it's I think a it's tangible close, one, isn't it? It is. It's, yeah. we're, we're close to 100 square metres. So for a, for a city thing, that's that's. That's it's okay. something. It's <laughs> it how long have you been going? Uh, actively, mm, probably about six months. Yeah. I think not even yeah. that really. In terms, you know, there's a lot of kind of um, work involved, pulling a team together and figuring out what you're doing and what you can do, and building the connections with other people in Wellington. So we spent quite a lot of time doing that and researching um, and what people yeah. kind of actually yeah. wanted. Yeah. Um, we, you know, pitched ourselves at um, community markets and um, gave did a survey and we took part in the zero carbon challenge which was massively helpful for us yeah so what was developing. it exactly I saw that you guys had been part of that yeah do you want to talk about that sure so that's this is a it's a business mentoring program so we were one of six um, early stage businesses that went through the program and essentially it was um, one day a week um, for about three or four hours there was a workshop and we had a range of mentors come in and talk to us about communications or financial management or um, launching a pledge me campaign so that was that was a big part of the zero carbon challenge so it's run by Wellington City Council and there's a there's a intake every year um, so that was awesome and you know it was a wee bit overwhelming the amount of um, information we had shared with us and some of it we've actually had to part but we've gone back to it you know we, when we sort of get up to the stage that we need to think about money and yeah, things, yeah. it was a really good driver for us um, to iterate as well and think of ways that we were going to have impact and, the, and actually come to realise what the impact was we wanted to achieve um, which is more food growing in Wellington mm-hmm. So if it ends up with um I don't know what percentage of people growing, you know, you, you have great reach and success and everybody's growing vegetables in their backyards and on the side of the road. What happens to all that food? Well, there's, I mean, there are outlets for it. Hopefully they're eating it. Yes. <laughs> there's um, connecting with, I mean, ideally there's more, like we'll build our relationships with other organisations. There's groups like Community Fruit, um, the No Dig One, um, that the, we did in Johnsonville, um, the owner of the home really wanted it to be for the kids in the neighbourhood um, to learn about and help themselves too, because she's on a bit of a thoroughfare between a number of schools. Brilliant. Yeah, so I think for everyone it's going to be something different. Um, a big part of that is minimising um, our impact as individuals when it comes to con- consumption. Like it's really easy to grow herbs greens, um, other quite like s- delicious salady things um, really quickly and also nutritionally. But um, those things always come wrapped in plastic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to not get them unless you've got the income or the budget to afford or you're making it to the market. Or, um, but still, sometimes, you know, this it's hard to avoid. Mm. And that's something we'd really love to see people doing a bit more of is um, if they can try and grow some things that are perennially because growing a vegetable garden, like we're not, I I don't think the impact is everybody being um, 
self-sustainable and not having to buy anything from the supermarket. It's minimising and trying to see how you can reduce your footprint, really, in that regard, yeah. Um, because those things are easy and they can come back and come back. Right. Yeah. So your background's gardening and, Catherine, your background's nutrition. Are you a nutritionist? A, a long-ago background in nutrition, so I worked for a number of years in um, mainly in research and sort of advisory roles. Um, recently I've been working in, in policy doing strategy work, but I've I felt a bit of a calling back to nutrition because nowadays, you know, it's not a, not only about your diet and how it's healthy for you personally and for your family, but there's also this concept of a planetary diet, so the, the sort of diet we should all be eating to be caring also for the planet. Um, and they happen to be the same sort of thing, so a plant-rich diet is, is good for you and is good for the planet, and that makes it, you know, it's a really important area now. So we're, you know, we're not going to solve the global food um, challenges, uh, there's some quite massive ones, but thinking about food at a very local level and an individual level is something we can do and feels as if we're working on something important in a, in a small way. Mm. Yeah. And what about Caroline's background? She's got, um, she's very active in Wellington um, with community building and um, um, those sort of um, social um, networking initiatives. Um, has also got um, a background in government a number of years ago, but is um, very active. She's a fantastic networker, isn't she? Oh, she she's just amazing. knows everybody. She's part of um, Wellington Conversations yeah. and um, a number of different groups yeah. and Mindfulness for Change, so that's her. Yeah, I wish she could speak about this because she's really good at seeing the big picture and when we're having these discussions she's like oh, okay what we should really be talking to these people because they're doing something in this realm and it, it's kind of how a lot of um it comes together I think of what we do um I just go and make that note of that planetary um goal of in, in plant-based diet I just wanted to say like we are so lucky in New Zealand with the overwhelming number of quarter acre sections and those were actually designed to grow food. <laughs> so, you know, the fact that they get taken over by weeds or exotic plants that aren't really contributing much to our environment. I mean, they do in certain ways. Um, I'm a big proponent of planting natives because there's more than just ourselves we're supporting with our gardens. But, gosh, there's room. There's so much room to grow food. Yeah. Actually, um, I used to have a friend who was from Iraq I was a refugee and she just said I can't believe in Wellington there's so much space and you're not growing food on it just lawns <laughs> yeah <laughs> lawns everywhere and Which, public space as well yeah. she was talking oh, about like yeah. I just walked up that path and you could have planted a whole lot of nut trees <laughs> oh we have so many of these yeah. conversations with people just you know as soon as I think and that's part of the joy of gardening is once you realize okay this is kind of easy I mean there are going to be things that go wrong and failing is a big part of it it really is like we've all failed at some part um but you learn from that and then all of a sudden you're just seeing all these vacant areas just like that could be an orchard imagine that and, you know it's just yeah it's kind of it's kind of crazy that it's not <laughs> yeah. so is you're talking about no digging layering up your um seaweed and so forth yeah is compost really key yeah, oh yeah, compost is a big part of it. Um, it really comes into the circular food system um, and economy. Um, there are some really great examples of that happening already in Wellington um, really well with Kai Cycle, like we mentioned earlier. 
um, and a bit of a project we're not kind of um, are we allowed to talk about that? Collaborating with them on um, about encouraging more local composting hubs because the more you compost in um, larger groups and larger amounts, the better quality the compost is going to be. It can be um, it's a bit easier to maintain and, and um, actually control how much of each um, element is going into it. So a lot of the time when people are composting at home, it can be a very nitrogen rich. Um, situation <laughs> because you've got to add in a lot of brown dry material which is not usually part of the equation for people it's something that can be hard to manage if you're not um, really active so that's interesting so if you're just putting food scraps in you're you just creating need... a big soggy wet right mess yeah so you need to look for brown things yeah, What's, dry what brown, brown things? things like <laughs> dry leaves that gather up and blog up all the drains in the street um paper newspaper okay. Right. Cardboard, rip it yeah. up. All those little bits. I always take them home with me. If you get takeaways from a place with the paper plates and paper bags, you just tear them up, put those straight in your compost bin in the kitchen. Um, there's chaff you can get from um, coffee chaff, which is the husks of coffee beans. You can get that from all the <laughs> huge number of roasteries in Wellington, which is an amazing resource. Um, yeah, we're, I mean... Shredded paper is a great one from your office. Yeah, lots okay. of lots of just dry brown, anything that's dry brown. You can buy things like straw and hay, and there are, um, they do, it turns up all the time on Trade Me and stuff as well. Okay. But the really so good easy to know. ones, the leaves. Mm. That seems like an easy fix. Yeah. Because mm. we do have a lot of trees around. Yeah, so we do. with lots of leaves. But you always see big piles of them around the place. I'm always pulling them out of the gutter when it's raining. So you, you've mentioned some of the other organisations you're working with and um, Sustainability Trust, is that one of them? You've got your garden there? Yeah, we've got our demo garden there. Are you still reaching out, looking for partners? And yeah, we are, yep. Mm. We're working, I mean, at the moment we're doing this all in our spare time um, and voluntarily, so um, there is a limit there on how much we can devote to it, but... Um, we are working with the Sustainability Trust, KaiCycle, um, and a few others. We're talking with this Wellfed and um, For the Better Good in Porirua, who we've been doing some consultation with. Um, and they are a great organisation, if you haven't heard of them. No, two, I haven't. Two collaborations there, um, teaching people to cook um, and meals for low-income families, um, creating healthy, nutritious meals for under $10.00. Um, they are also supported by Kaibosh, who um, donate a lot of the food they rescue. Is that well fed you're talking about? Well fed, yeah. Yeah, really what cool was the other one you just said? I'm just writing it down. And then For the Better Good <laughs> are a um, biodegradable plastic, well, not plastic, biodegradable drink bottle. And they're actually, they collect back their bottles and compost it. And so, and then we've been advising them on their garden and how to um, make that a productive space that can then return it's in a retired bowling green and then welfare is in the building and so they've got this lovely um, connection that they're going to be supporting each other through which is like oh how many how great would it be if more communities were working like that yeah there seems to be a growing number of these initiatives cropping yeah. up I mean partly we're just getting out there and meeting them but um, yeah it's really neat to see there's quite a little vibrant eco enterprise oh, community also, in Wellington yeah there's also the connection with community housing. We're doing a bit of um, work there as well. Do they have much space at community housing where they can have 
communal gardens? Yeah, they do. They have some. Yeah. Um, I think mostly what um, they've asked for is support and the ho- the know-how, which is what we're going to help out with. I think that's where a lot of people get, speaking for myself, get stuck. It's that first yeah. barrier is like, okay, so I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just like, that's how we met, wasn't it? Yes. Through the Pledge Me campaign. Um, and I met your beautiful daughter who's, I just get so inspired by young people who are that interested. And, in, you know, she had all these little snippets of information. She knew what was going on. And I swear, like, I didn't know that much at that age. It was, it's just great, you know. And the seedlings are, around the house. Yeah, yeah. And She's away for a week. I've been, I'm supposed to be watering them. Oh, my oh God. goodness. <laughs> the responsibility. <laughs> oh, gosh, don't let her down. She'll be devastated. I know, I'm just going I'm oh, to go home. <laughs> cool, yeah. So... Um, the know-how, you know, I feel like it's actually, if you just start somewhere, you can give people a good a footing, you know, start there, build, like, layer up a garden if that's the um, that's what you've got. The, the most important thing is just building into your soil, just adding beautiful manure that's aged, um, aged well, not green and full of things, but... Mm-hmm. Um, adding mulch on top of your garden, not right up against your plants, but around them in a bit of a, a crater so that they can keep their roots um, wet and um, warm and also just that's all rotting down into the soil, feeding the insect life and uh, bacteria and everything that's like the whole ecosystem that's writhing mm. under the soil. When you dig into that, you disrupt it. The fungus... All of that gets broken, destroyed, and it has to start again. Oh, so that's the beauty of layering. You right. actually just you, and this is a big part of thinking about the connection with nature for me is. Na- nature doesn't dig. <laughs> if you're in a forest, leaves fall, soils built from that. Um, you know, you you have the birds and the the bees and everybody. Um, dropping things, <laughs> fruit yeah. and their feces and all those beautiful things, but they build up beautiful rich humus and that happens in a gradual way and continuously, mm-hmm. yeah. I think you're a pretty good advertisement for gardening yourself because you're obviously so sort of full of passion and happy and <laughs> you know, the joy of gardening. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think what, what Josie can offer particularly, or, you know, us as Grow Space, is sort of a tailored for Wellington um, slant on that because we do have yeah. certain things that are a wee bit challenging in Wellington. Oh, do we Like ever? that thing beginning with W. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and a big part of that yes. is creating shelter, isn't it? And yeah. Identifying spots in your garden that I like to when I was when I'm visiting people's gardens I like to kind of walk around, spend some time crouching down in little spots and saying having a feel of how you know, because generally there's a breeze coming from somewhere. Um, how sheltered is that spot? And okay, and how much sun is it gonna get? Okay. Keep an eye on it for a while if you're if you're not sure. Put a few things there, maybe a few pots before you mm-hmm. you commit to planting there, and then see how they go. Just move them around. Um, it's a really good way to figure out what's happening in your garden without. Okay. Yeah. Great advice. 
Thank you. We're out of time, but um, that was really brilliant. And if anybody's interested in looking at your workshops or getting involved somehow, um, do you have a web page? Yeah, we're developing. We're working on our website as we speak, but mm-hmm. you can check us out on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, and we're also on Instagram. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Space. Thank you, Catherine and Josie. Kia ora. Bye bye. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.